live from Charlotte Comedy Theater in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina, it's Three Guys and a Podcast. A podcast starring three guys, Jared Burton, Andy Smith, and Jason Spooner. And now, Three Guys. In case you were confused, it is now time for Three Guys in a Podcast, oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. I am Jared Burton. I am Jason Spooner. Guys, if you're out there wondering how you can get in touch with us, that's pretty easy. Just email us at threeguysinthepodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out and subscribe to our blog at threeguysinthepodcast.blogspot.com or look for us in Podcast Alley as Three Guys in the Podcast. My name is Jason Spooner. Good job. <laughs> you do that so well. <laughs> really, that's why we have you here. Uh, no. I'm the official reader. <laughs> you are. You don't even need the script anymore. Oh, I'm Andy Smith, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, so I uh, I found a I found a top ten list that I just had to share. Yeah, uh, what is it? It is top ten weird people of all time. Oh, Ooh, Andy Smith, number one. Um, uh, yes. I'm gonna go with my cousin Larry. <laughs> he's got at least number nine. He's a freak. You know what? Though I would love to take a guess at maybe one of the names on there. You can, can we guess? Yeah, let's let's take a guess okay. real fast, and then you can. I would bet you, even though I don't have a million dollars, well, see, I, I would bet you a million dollars you could not guess any of them. Really? Really? Yes. I got one weird one. I mean, it, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing some of these. King names. George now, how, III. How how weird are we talking? Like, uh, well, it says their name and it says why they're on the like list. Michael Jackson. No. He's a weird. He's yeah. a weird guy. Uh-huh. What no. about what about the uh, the aviator? Ooh, that's oh, uh, Howard Hughes. Yeah. yeah. No, not on the list. Really? What about, what about, he doesn't even touch the people in this. Wow. List. So what about uh, Charles Manson? He eats people. No, he's just crazy. That's not weird. Are they, are okay. they weird Has or are they eccentric? Give somebody? us one so we can kind of see well, the genre. Well, I'm going to go from okay. 10 to 1. So G- give me, give me number 10. 10 and see if I can guess something before that. Well, there's not really a genre, though. Okay, just okay. give me number just 10. Okay. Okay. No, we just want to hear a name. Give me <laughs> Michael Lotito. Who? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to guess anything. Man who consumes metal, rubber, glass, and other materials. Oh, I saw him. He, oh, yeah. They said like That's, he's eaten like four airplanes in his lifetime. That is the only one I personally know. On this list, like when I, I didn't know his name, but I read that, and I'm like, oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. I have not heard of any of these other people. All right, let's run through this then. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought we gave that. Way, we gave that up. Put it this way: if it wasn't for the stuff they do, that's weird. I'd be like, ah, who cares? But it's just the stuff they do. Okay, what's number nine? Yoshiro Nakamatsu. Oh, does he pull stuff with his, his privates? No, he doesn't. Oh, okay, sorry. He has photographed and analyzed every meal he's eaten for the past 34 years. Huh. Wow. <laughs> How bored are you? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, no, he's talking about watching what you eat. But how do you analyze? Well, I mean, what is he doing? Do like well, that's just it. I'd like to know, is it before or after? I, okay. <laughs> so now, I'm not trying to be sick, but honestly, does he do it before he eats it or after he eats well, it? I wonder if he goes back and he knows his trends. Oh, every third Thursday of the month, I eat pork chops. Wow, I, I want to know, that. if you do a pie chart of your food, is that an oxymoron? Ooh. <laughs> 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 you do a pie chart of your food. If he does a bar uh, graph. This is a pie chart of my pie consumption for the past week. He does a bar graph. It's a candy bar graph. Yeah, candy bar graph. Uh, what's next? David uh, Allen Balden. The self-elected Pope Michael I from Kansas. Pope Michael Pope I Michael the first from Kansas. From Kansas. <laughs> okay, can I say something about Kansas? I was out there visiting my brother not too long ago uh, over Labor Day, and um, they have a, a church out there that um, has like a spiral steeple thing. Yeah. And they believe that whenever Jesus comes back, he's going to walk down it. And that's, but he's going to come back to Kansas. 
And I'm, I'm not to say anything about Kansas. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus or wait, Jesus or Superman? <laughs> I, I don't know which one. <laughs> and I'm not like trying to crack it, but it was like you know, it's it's a it's a neat thing. But like the very very top, it's really really sure. And I know Jesus probably got some mad skills, but it's going to be a hard walk to the have. Man can, <laughs> the man can walk on water. I think he can negotiate. <laughs> he handles some steep stairwells. <laughs> Number seven, David Ike. Full-time investigator of reptilian humanoids who control our world. That's actually not a uh, a weird thing at all. I have that book. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's, what? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole book out. I got it at Barnes & Noble a couple of, of months ago. Of uh, reptilian humanoids <laughs> that control the world? Yeah. Are you one of them? It's, it's no. A, it's a good bathroom or anything? No. It, it's, it's, Does it's, your flesh peel off and reveal like a scaly texture? Not mine. They're from a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Wow. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jason should be on this. Apparently, apparently, it's a good book. <laughs> yeah. All right, number six, uh, Lal Bihari. I'm glad they're not here because he'd be raising his hand. That is not how you say it. Uh-huh. Lol. Most officially dead person, although he is actually alive. Oh, what? <laughs> so it says. Most officially dead person. <laughs> he had, like, really bad frostbite? <laughs> That's what, he's alive, but mostly dead. <laughs> yeah. When he sleeps, nothing beats under his skin. It's he's, like, uh, been sleepwalking for, like, the last 20 years. <laughs> Apparently <taxi> so. <laughs> uh, Matayoshi Mitsu, a Japanese man who believes he is God and Jesus Christ. He's both. Oh, really? That's He's the father and the son. So it's like his hand, God, and his foot, Jesus, or just the whole. Package? Well, what I want to know is it's half and half. Like the guy that dresses like a woman and a man. <laughs> the the have God, the have Where's the Holy Ghost, though? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. the middle. Oh, it's the nougaty center. <laughs> That's right. A lot of these tend to be from the Asian countries. Not to point any fingers. I'm just no. Saying. It's true. I'm well, we had Candace. the we had the two we had the two. Uh, <laughs> We had the two guys from from America. One is one is the Pope supposedly. Another one is looking out for yeah, reptilian right. humanoids. So Let's keep this rolling. Number four, Mehran <laughs> Karimi, and I can't even say his last name. Uh, I won't even try. What does he do? He has lived in an airport since 1988. Oh, I've heard about that. <laughs> Didn't they do a movie where Tom Hanks did that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was based on a true story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like some one in France, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing with the yeah. Tom Hanks movie, you didn't see it. He didn't. He didn't intentionally live there. He lived there because. Well, no, he got his trapped country, there. Well, but his, yeah, his, his, his made-up country, country dissolved. 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 Yeah. So he couldn't go back, and then it finally got worked out, and he could leave. It, no, no. They, well, I know that they finally let him leave, but I think like after he'd been there that long, he just uh, set up shop and was like. Oh yeah, he set up a. He's one of those uh, little kiosk, and he sells yeah. and he sells sure. uh, he sells stuff. He sells stuff. <laughs> Or you can write on rice, you know, with your name on it. I'd like to get a mug with my photo on it, please. <laughs> We've got number three, Soichi Yokoa spent 28 years hidden after World War II. 20 years hidden? 28 years hidden after it, World War II. Wasn't it that there a movie um, that, uh, what is that really good actor? <laughs> the one that was in uh, George of the Jungle. <laughs> you guys know Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> so it came, it came out in 1970. Yeah, the one where wow. he uh, was in the bomb, bomb shelter with oh, his family. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blast from the Past. There we go. Look at you go. Yeah. That's what a I like resident <laughs> movie man. But he hid. Yeah, he, he did. did. That was a whole family, too. Stuff. Uh, it was a, I think I do believe a plane crashed down. Before yeah, if I do. Remember. Christopher Walken played the father. He did. We well, just imagine World War II. They're about to dro- they're about to drop the bomb. This guy goes into hiding. He's like, I'm not going up there. Yeah. So where's he been hiding, dude? I have no. That's all it says. All you should make the says. Olympic hide and seek team. That would be awesome. You should cold medal. I can't find him. It's been 30 years. Well, you beat your own gold, Guinness Book of World yeah. Records, pal. Yeah, I've saw my second. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Sanju Bhagat. His twin brother. Sanjai. 
His twin brother was in his stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah? Nasty. What? Yeah. Was he alive? I doubt it. I somehow doubt it. <laughs> was it like the movie Alien? <laughs> it burst out one day. This, this hand comes out. He's like, I can't take it anymore. He's like, no, Frank. Get back in. I hate bananas. Would you stop eating those things? Talk about eating it for two. <laughs> we need to have that on the soundboard. Uh, I know. We'll and number one, Ty Nock. 64-year-old man who has lasted three decades without sleep. Really? I don't believe that. I don't either, because personally, I can't wait to hit the sack at night. <laughs> I, 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 no. Somebody it, could bet me I couldn't do it for a week, and I wouldn't even take that. I go, you're right. Good night. All right. No, there's, not, there's no way in hell. Yeah, we're doing that. I was going to do this one. Oh, do that one. Yeah. Guys, a couple of brand new fetishes. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. These uh, are uh, two stories from the uh, little world of news in the past. Weird news. Weird what? news, indeed. Brand new fetishes. Ver, very Dills, 60 was arrested in Sioux Falls, South Dakota in July after police found numerous homemade videos of Dills having sex in public with traffic signs. <laughs> Watch out, road slippery when wet. I would love to add, apparently stop when it's a sign doesn't mean stop. No, no. It means goo. It means go. <laughs> Yield. Oh, but what about like the Ducks duck crossing? crossing? <laughs> duck crossing. Here's the weirdest <laughs> sign I've ever seen. Driving from San Diego to Mexico, there's a yellow caution sign. Oh, yeah? And it has a silhouette of a family running across the road. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it is it. awesome. It's like, yeah. it's a deer crossing sign except for the silhouette of a family. It has a mom, oh. a dad, and two kids. It is awesome. Now, I love the cow crossing signs. That, that one's on the funnier side. This oh. is on the more disturbing side. Ooh. Uh, Jeff Dolan of Uniontown, Ohio, was arrested in July, caught in an internet sting. He flew to Miami thinking he had arranged to pay a mother to let him photograph her two adolescent daughters while she periodically pushed them underwater. <laughs> He's quoted to saying, because he liked watching the bubbles. <laughs> well, buy a toilet. <laughs> yeah. That is disturbing. Or you could just buy one of those little bubble wands. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Because he liked watching the bubbles. Can I can I ask one thing? I know there's a guilty pleasure as a guy that uh women um you guys never really get to experience, but <laughs> filling the uh the entire Dude. bowl with bubbles and feeling like you accomplished something. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that, and you're like bubbles and you start the bubbles and you're like, I've got to finish this. That never gets old. You'll be eighty years old and you're still trying to do that. And then when you don't fill with bubbles, you just get halfway you're like ah. Oh. Where you feel like a circle and you try to shoot between. What are you doing, bladder? It's, it's, Bring your A it's, game. It's target, pra- it's target practice. I need more air in my ear. Oh. Uh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Was there one, another one? No, that's the two right there. Oh, okay. Right on. Sexual relations with traffic signs and the bubble watching. So do you guys have any fetishes? <laughs> Not for this radio station. <laughs> 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 Uh, Jason does. You just can't see it, but we can. Uh, I told you not to dress like that. I like it. It makes me feel pretty. What uh, What are some fetishes you guys may have that aren't like sexual? Not not like. I tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's maybe let's, a food fetish. Let's swing this the other way. What are some fetishes you've heard of that you were not into? <laughs> Once again, My friend. Is that, is that appropriate I've got this for radio? Yeah. I, I don't know. Is it totally got this? Friend. Yeah, I can talk about fetishes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Um, Just uh, PG yourself, guys, boys. I'll, I'll feel the first one. Oh yeah, because of course it's, it's crazy. No, yeah. Uh, my. She'll, she'll be so mad, but one of my girlfriend's friends yes. is dating a man 
who has a gas mask fetish. What? A gas mask fetish. Huh. He gets turned on by seeing women in gas masks. I um I knew a girl who had a uh, hair pulling fetish. Oh yeah. Really liked to yank hair, and it got her excited. To yank, yank hair. Yank her. Was she the yank her or the yankee? Uh, she was normally the yank her. Oh, bad for you. Yeah. This is like one of those caught you off guard. You're in the heat of the moment. All of a sudden, grabs your hair and yanks it. You're like, what? (laughs) Do I punch you in the face? (laughs) I actually, I don't have it. But uh, speaking of fetishes, I'm watching this new show called Californication on Showtime with David David Duchovny. Have you seen it? Uh, parts of it, yes. It's brilliant. Show. He is brilliant. It's awesome. There's one episode, and he's he's having sex with this girl, and she's on top. And I guess her fetish is this: <laughs> just out of the blue, she punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> she's on top. And it's, Wham! And it's, basically, she's on top, and it's about that time for, her, and she just punches him in the face. Well, that would give you like a second wind, you know, because that would totally throw me off guard, you know, like if. I used to think focus after that. If she's strong enough, it would knock me out. Are you kidding? But he just looks at her like, what the? And then she does it again. It was awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. There's so many weird fetishes out there. I I just, uh, oh, man. Gas mask takes my case. Yeah, that's just one of those things like, uh, I mean, you know, uh, collector's items. uh, Recently had a discussion about some weird memorabilia. Sure. I just... um, People have some weird. You just get. I, I guess you just get caught up in it. Uh, I was trying to think if there's anything particularly weird that I have that's like collector's memorabilia or something that I just collect that I gotta have. And I mean, there's nothing really that I'm a diehard uh, that I have to collect. Um, I do like bouncy balls. I've always kind of had a fascination. Like I walk on the sheen. It's 25 cents for bouncy balls. I was like, I would love to have all those out and bounce them at once. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, I used to go love... To super bounce. Oh, I used to go to the racquetball courts oh, with yeah. a bunch of bouncy balls. There was, like, a uh, child's heaven. <laughs> and speaking of heaven, there's also hell. <laughs> oh, hey! uh, and I thought Jason was king of the segway. Yeah, I, yeah. I was working on one. I but, had uh, one. Uh, to it. This is, uh, is going to be a new segment. Um, Five one of, minutes. One of the things, yeah, one of the things that we all want to know is, what, what's Satan like? I am curious about that. Uh, I bet he's pretty. And our special guest today <laughs> is Satan. Satan is all here. The, all the way from the bowels of the earth, from the deep darkest regions of hell, from the seventh layer of wonderment, it's Satan! Satan! Da, 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 Satan, Satan. Yes. Are you, are you guys there? I, I'm not only getting the best reception, so uh, uh, I guess whenever you guys are ready, go ahead and ask me some questions. Satan, Satan, can you hear us now? Um, yes, is that Jason Spooner? It's awesome and yet really Wait, sad. wait, wait. He knows your name. Yeah, I know, that's what I was going to say. And you're not awesome. dead yet. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Paris? No. Oh. Andy? Oh. <laughs> now I'm shaking. Can I say All right, go ahead and ask a question, guys, because this is long distance. Hell's really far away. Well, I've got a question off of that. Uh, what, no Verizon? I mean, come on, they're everywhere. They're the biggest network. Um, are you getting smart with Satan? Uh, Verizon, you know, the guy that's the network guy? Yeah, he's my second cousin. So, um, not the best network, if you know what I mean. Satan, uh, my question comes from you uh, from the heart. 
Custer, there, his heart or yours? My heart. What's there to eat in hell? Well, um, we have some good buffets down here. It's mainly some sort of flesh that is charred uh, to a nice dark brown. Um, we also have, strangely enough, a lot of tonic water. I, I don't know why. Uh, and some of the best lemonade uh, this side of the Mississippi. Uh, I don't really know what side we're on, but I think we're underneath of it. So, uh, but good lemonade, good. Yeah. Wow, that is that was a good question. Now I actually have a multiple choice for Satan. <laughs> the multiple choice is: Who are you looking forward to bringing down first? Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, or Paris Hilton? Good question. And do they have a room reserved that is up to their standards? Wow, that's uh, getting pretty involved there, Andy. Uh, all three of those are in my VIP list. Uh, we actually send out the cards so they can scan when they get here so we can tell what they've purchased. Um, but uh, I would say our first pick is uh, Lohan. She already has the red hair and eyes like Satan. Um, I'm, yeah, I have pretty eyes. And uh, uh, Paris Hilton, I just... <laughs> That was one of those things that we made, me and God, kind of like on a whim one night. And they were like, hey, we should give a really rich girl a lot of money and a heart like demon. <laughs> so, um, uh, what, uh, Jason, what, we had something to add? Well, I just wanted to, uh, just wanted to ask you now, I think we've all seen that South Park episode where Saddam Hussein goes to, goes to hell. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. And he has a... Let's just put it out there. He has relations with you. Um, does that have any real life merit? Well, um, we've always had a saying in hell, what happens in Tijuana stays in Tijuana. Uh, but uh, Saddam, he's got soft hands. You wouldn't know that from eating him. Uh, and uh, really, really likes spicy food. Um, I don't really know what happened. I, I kind of woke up and he was there. So, uh, um, I guess it was a special occasion. <laughs> he, he, I gave him a pitchfork to memory by, but, oh, that guy, his bushy mustache <laughs> and his love of bombs. <laughs> oh, goodness, Hussein. Wow, that wow. is more in-depth than I think I almost want to know. Wow. Uh well, let's let's switch gears. What, where, if you could vacation anywhere in North America, where would it be? Um, North America has a lot of hot spots for sin, uh, and I usually try to hang out there. Uh, every once in a while, I like to hang out in uh, Gary Shandling's head or uh, John Malkovich's head because those are some crazy guys. And uh, but. Uh, Weirdly enough, my favorite place to go is Jackson Hole with Wyoming. Because <laughs> it's just like being in Jackson's Hole. <laughs> I just always thought it was a funny joke being in someone's, I don't know who Jackson is. So, All right, last question, wrap it up. Satan's got people to make fun of and poke and stuff. Make it a good one. Make it a good one. Oh, uh, it's, it's a pretty decent one. Um, how do you feel about giving us, you know, giving your second-in-command Dick Cheney you know, another life on the surface. And you miss him down there? Or? Uh, Dick Cheney was kind of like an apprentice to me. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, I taught him about the black gold 
oil <laughs> and then how valuable it is. Uh, I showed them how much fun it is to uh, steal from the poor and, and to uh, stab people uh, and occasionally take a random person out hunting and accidentally shoot them. Uh, but uh, Dick's got a special spot next to me. He's got to sit uh, right here in my right hand and uh, we'll rule like ruling guys you know what I'm saying like whoa wild and crazy rolling guys <laughs> alright guys uh, this is Satan saying peace out and uh, we'll see you on the flip side <laughs> well we'd like to thank our special guest wow. Satan for uh, giving us those five minutes from hell that was awesome Jared, where were you? I, I, I told you guys I wasn't down with the, the interview with Satan. I goes right out to the bathroom as soon as we get our special <laughs> guest on. How insulting. Well, you know, I, I have a feeling that he can see through my soul, and uh, I, I don't like some of the stuff that's there right now. I so. mean, he, he, Satan knows our names, but I think he's got your number for dissing them like that. Oh, that's... Guys, uh, that hurts. A little bit of uh, uncompetent criminals in the newspaper today. Oh, nice. No. Yeah, something... Jasmine Roberts, 19, was apprehended by a Neiman Marcus security guard in the White Plains, New York, in August, and held for police after she allegedly walked out of the store with a $250 pair of jeans. <laughs> that should be a crime there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, Target, well, this, baby. This is my favorite part, though. According to a police report, Roberts was under the impression that once she walked out the door, she was immune from arrest. She, <laughs> she, she told the guard, quote, na-na-na-na-na-na. It's too late. I already left the store. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. I've got the jeans. Oh. fifty dollars. So it's like the store door. Is it like the uh, borders between states back in the thirties? Yeah. Well, like Target. Target's not allowed. If you make it out of Target, they're not allowed to chase you into the parking lot for liability reasons. No really? way. Dead serious. If you make it out of the parking lot for Target, they cannot chase you for liability reasons. Well, if you tripped you... And, fall, and fell, yeah. then you can sue, you can sue them, them, supposedly. Yeah. No, no, you and can I think that's ridiculous. Sure. You can sue that is because insane. you were stealing something and messed up in your getaway. <laughs> yeah, but look at it like this. If they tell you straight up that somebody breaks into your house and you're going to pull a gun, shoot to kill, because if you don't and he's injured, he could sue you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we've all remembered that story. Well, not in Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you shoot him? He was looking at me cross yeah, yeah, That's right. Texas, you can barbecue him and serve him <laughs> at your next cookout. His shoes were untied. <laughs> no, I, I know there is a, a rule where you can protect your property. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I, just don't, I, you know, I, I really don't want to have to fall into that rule. I don't really carry a gun, no. <laughs> but my wife laughs at me because... My brother went to Haiti many, many years ago um, and was there for a while. And his gift when he brought, came back was this, like, three-foot-long machete that weighs, like, three pounds. And I guarantee you if I swing that and I hit you, a part of your body is falling <laughs> off. So if you come into my house and, and I'm upstairs, <laughs> I'm coming down. How do you keep that under your pillow? It's underneath, <laughs> it's underneath my yeah. <laughs> It was funny, too, because when, when he initially brought it back from Haiti, it, had like a, it has a leather sheath. Oh, yeah. And uh, the sheath smelled like cow dung for <laughs> like, oh. a, two years. I've, I've had the thing for almost eight years now, nine years, and it smelled like uh, it's pretty crazy. Well, to touch on that, what you said, a man has a right to defend his property, which protects him from criminal suits. Yeah. But civil suits uh, are a little bit different, and it, doesn't, uh, it yeah. doesn't work for them. Yeah, because I was trying to understand. You guys are, are familiar with the OJ trial now. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, the Ron Goldman's family, they sued him in the civil suit, and they right. basically won – 
all of his money and I, I didn't like obviously I don't like OJ <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I do not like him and uh, I realized uh, if, if pretty much you're sure that this person's killed your your uh, I guess he was their brother son, son? no it was his son uh, I, I, I'm yeah. not familiar that you would want to continue to go after him of but course. it's like uh, sure. like they're trying to take the memorabilia now and stuff like that I just think that's you know I mean if they can get it, whatever. I just, I just don't know. Well, they're, they're quoted from saying, and this is something I, I heard on the paper that their their sole purpose in life right now is to make his life miserable. Oh yeah, yeah of Any, anything they can do that hinders him or hurts him or makes his life, you know, one step harder, they're well, all for it. You know, yeah. in a recording from the room in Vegas, or whatever, yes. some guys, some guy says to OJ, offshore, "Hey, yeah. I set up your offshore accounts." Oh yeah, they've been going crazy. <laughs> and the Goldmans about that. are like, "What offshore accounts? Yeah, that's where all your money is." Well, the the thing yeah. is. The, I, I, the whole story about him going in and, and stealing the memorabilia with the guns and, and all this, just to me, I mean, seems so contrived. I mean, I know OJ's not the smartest guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to me, like, for all these things to just kind of line up to make him look like a total dumbass, uh, to walk in there and, and to say the things he did and have it on tape and all this stuff, to me, it just seems like. Was set up. I, I don't know if it is, and, and and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm not, I'm not saying that either. But it just to me, it's it's like, you know, this is something that somebody planned in some back room somewhere, and like, how can we, you know, pin well, something know, on this guy? Not only that, but the the guys that are involved on the other end of it, you know, on the other side of OJ, they're all shady too. I mean, they were interviewed on the Today Show. And they're all so shady; it's not even funny. So he's out of here. Well, yeah, you know, besides OJ, who else is crazy stupid? <laughs> yeah. Who? Brandy Spears. Oh, BS, right there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, Big BS. BS. Uh, Poor Brittany. I tell uh, you what. You know what? I'm almost tired of hearing about her if she didn't make everything just so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be like, enough with Britney Spears. Did you hear that she's supposed that to so maybe funny. star in a uh, sitcom with Matthew Perry? I heard that was rumor though that got that NBC denied. Okay. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they would put her in a position where she needs to do something on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, huh. just, I mean, NBC can't find another blonde that actually knows how to act, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure they can. I'll just die <laughs> someone. Yeah. Just. So what were you going to tell us about Miss BS? Because this is, a, some of you might have heard this has happened in August, but I'm still going to read it because I think it's freaking hilarious. Okay. Britney Spears was involved in a hit-and-run car accident in August which was all contained by the paparazzi, and she left the scene without leaving a note on the car she hit. <laughs> Very wait, nice. wait, wait. Did we already mention that the paparazzi videotaped us all? The whole yeah. thing. Yeah, they, they videotaped her doing it. On Friday, I assume Friday in August, Spears was charged yeah. with hit and run causing property damage, and she was also charged with driving with a valid California license. <laughs> so she didn't have a license one. Yeah. She hit the freaking car, too. She left the scene of the crime, three. And the whole thing was, you know, autographed by her entourage of paparazzi. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it, I, I have yet to understand uh, in all of these cases with Lohan, with Paris, with Britney Spears, is why, with your millions and millions of dollars, do you not have somebody to drive you around? Everywhere, yeah. I mean, what what is it that you have to be behind the wheel and taking more of the life away from the people around you than you already do by just being there. Well, can I... I'll, I'll feel that question for you if you, if you don't <laughs> Go mind. Ahead. All right, brother. Um, let's look at it psychologically. They're all, especially Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears, they're all childhood stars. And when you're childhood stars, you're raised in that limelight, 
you have no self-worth or self-identity. You have no control. Everyone tells you where and when to be. If you listen to her now, uh, when she's talking about, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm in control of my own life. Oh, yeah. Well, because for the past 10 years of her life, she was told when to go on sure. tour, when to go on stage, when to go in the bed, when to get in the back room, all this stuff. So now she's trying to regain control. Yeah. And let's be honest, what is the first thing when you're a teenager, which is what she is, let's put it this way, she's oh, yeah. becoming a teenager. Yeah. Right. What is the first thing you always look forward to doing? Yeah, yeah. Driving. Yeah, that's You true. want to drive because you want to have that control of where you go and when you go. So when these girls drive, yeah. it's it's for that reason, for the control. And controls. it's probably one of the few things that they can control, too. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying anything, but yeah, I, I just you know, I don't understand it. You know, if, if you're really kind of in this position where you're having that much trouble, why not spend the money to have somebody drive you around so you, oh, don't, yeah. so you don't even have to worry about it? It's yeah. like she makes, what, 700000 a month on interest or whatever? You yeah. can't afford. You could pay some dude four grand to drive you around whenever oh, yeah. you want, and somebody would be like, "Sure, I'll take it." Yeah, these I mean, they make so much. You know, I have a question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, uh, was I know you guys have encountered this uh, being in like the quasi entertainment industry that we are, or just performance based? Is you start meeting a lot of stars or entertainers or people that oh, have been right. in the, been in the biz for a while. One thing you run into is everybody's always kind of talking about their projects. Everybody's talking about what they're doing. Sure. And, and in a way, like, I kind of have to watch out sometimes when I'm outside of this arena about talking about myself too much because I, I don't like to do that. But it, it happens because you get so used. And it's not even a bad thing. You know, when, when entertainment people get together, they're just, they're just talking about what they do. Oh, yeah. uh, another thing is, is they're surrounded by people that are always telling them, oh, you're doing great. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. The people time. that are making money off oh, them. Yes, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yes, man. And yeah. I mean, over years, it just—I I guess it just totally turns over your reality, and, and, oh, yeah. and you just like—I—I I, I don't know. I, I, how do you keep grips in that kind of environment? How do you uh, contain yourself? How do you make it in the entertainment world and and maintain? Because how many stars do you know that really maintain that kind of groundedness? Um, that that we that we hold so dear that oh I like that star because she seems she seems like she's still normal you know like she seems still like she's pretty nice you know like and and that's people love that they see these stars and and they see some bit of normalness in their life and oh I love that about them because oh, yeah. because they're you know they can relate to it yeah because, but, well uh, it's also the you know you've you've got the stars that they see a paparazzi they flip out they go over break their camera hit them whatever and I read. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Matt Damon, I believe it was, was in an airport, and he saw a paparazzi. He walked up to him, said, go ahead, take the pictures, tell me what you want me to do. When he was done, he's like, got everything you need? Cool. Have a good day. And that was that. You know, and that, yeah. that's cool. You yeah. know? Well, you got to think, though. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were both, like, Ivy League graduates. Uh, Matt Damon that's, was, Ben Affleck was not. Oh, he wasn't? I thought they went to school together. No, well, it's like a... It's they grew up together. They grew up together. Right. Okay. Actually, I think maybe Ben Affleck was the graduate, and Matt Damon wasn't. One of them was the graduate, one of them was not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, in that case, I, I mean, think Matt Damon was a graduate. But I think they're both. You know, they they both to me seem. Oh, they're pretty, both from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, pretty grounded guys. But I, yeah. I guess they kind of come from the environment where they had to work at it. But I, you know, like I just, I, I mean, we work around a lot of people that are have been in the the biz per se for a while, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just <laughs> you can see the ones that've been in it twenty twenty five years that they're. It's it's hard to relate to them anymore, sure. Uh, especially outside of the the professional I it, world. I think it just comes down to who you are, though. No matter how long you've been in it, really, because I mean, I've met you know uh, guys that have been like doing like. I guess a good story would be, I'm friends with a guy that works for the WWE. You know, he's been yep. doing he's been wrestling for probably 25 years. Wow, no ego, nothing. 
That's awesome. Real down yeah. to earth, no ego, nothing. And then, you know, and he tells me stories about these guys that come in, and it's like two years in, and they've got these huge heads and these yeah. big egos, and they just expect everything, you know. So I really just think it, it does come from your background and the time period, yeah. you know, when you start. Well, let me ask you guys a question. What was the event or something that's happened to you that was the biggest blow to your ego? Now, I know none of us here have huge egos. Yeah, no, we, we have. There's some in this room, but I'm not just saying, you know, <laughs> you can't get on stage without a little bit. I'm not trying to say that we course. don't have some. But what was an event that happened to you that was the biggest blow to your ego? Uh, you guys got something? Okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. thinking. I don't know. I mean, uh, I try to block those out. Yeah. No, <laughs> I have one uh, that I can talk about. It's, it was actually my second time up on stage uh, doing stand-up. Um, I got up. I went up the first time, killed, you know, just totally obliterated my material, ran through it like – Got up the second time, forgot stuff. People were just staring at me. Five minutes of silence. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's probably not the worst thing in the world, but it was like one of those things that like made me not want to get on stage for a while. Sure. I mean, for me, it probably, uh, from the art side of it, drawing comic books and stuff, every now and then, you know, we'll, artists will be asked to do a piece of art to donate to an auction, whatever. And, you know, those things are crapshoots. And one year I donated a piece to an auction, and it went so much more than I thought it was going to go for. I was shocked. You know, I just, I couldn't believe it. Following year, same auction. This guy has the auction every year. I did a, uh, the, the previous year was just a black and white drawing. Following year, I did a full color painting. It went for less than half of what the one wow. the year before wow. went for. And wow. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, and it sucks because you're in the room and there's all the people that are there to bid on the pieces. Yeah. But then, of course, the room's also full of everybody that did something for the auction because they all want to know what their stuff went for. Yeah. And I mean, that is just the worst because you're just like, and everybody knows my name, knows who <laughs> I am, and saw what that went for. Let me just slink right out of the room. Nice. <laughs> Exit stage crazy. left. So every time so. you've done it since then, it's been black and white, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So take all the lessons for that one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. So, and Jason's lived a privileged life. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. And I just can't think of anything. I, well, it's I, hard. I, no, I mean, I seriously block these things out. If you know, I didn't, yeah. well, you know what would be the biggest blow to your ego is your wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention that myself. But. <laughs> you know what? Though I can honestly hear this. Man, today was such a long day. Can't wait to go to bed. It's our, it's our wedding night. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Meeting all your family, uh, shaking hands. I just need to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> I, yeah. I know that uh, our wedding night was, I mean, it was nice, but like uh, we got to the place where we were honeymooning. Uh, they had a jacuzzi. We went and sat in jacuzzi and just like sat and just kind of talked about everybody we talked about that we had seen for, we sat in there for probably two hours and just kind of relaxed because we were just. Well, there's a, there's a statistic beat. that says that. Most people on our wedding night, I believe, don't have sex. Oh, yeah. And I'll be, worn out. I'll admit it. We didn't. We were tired as hell. And we had to get up at like five the next day to catch a plane. Yeah. And the reception ran to like midnight. It was like, oh, forget that. Well, we did actually have sex on our wedding night. It just was later on if we kind of relaxed, rested and relaxed and did some yoga and. You know, yeah. stretching some... exercises. You're such a liar. <laughs> I know. I did some yoga. Did some like, yoga. No, you did it. <laughs> You're a liar. You would have had us uh, until you said yoga, yeah. and then the uh, yoga what? just blew uh, up for you. I love yoga. <laughs> no, that is my fetish. I, I'm going to say this from earlier. Pilates. My fetish is flexible women. Oh, that's a good one. Like uh, women that are not not, not like contortionist women, right? But uh, um, there's a fr- a friend of Heather's 
And um, she's not really on our team, so it doesn't matter anyways. But she does yoga. She's a very pretty girl. And, like, I've seen her do it, and it, and it, it kind of turns me on a little bit. You know? Like, oh, sure. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And uh, I had a sex dream about her. I told Heather about it. And she's like, you had a sex dream about my friend? And I was like. Was this before or after you got married? <laughs> she's bendy. What am I supposed to do? You know? <laughs> supposed to tell her. <laughs> she's like that Gumby to when you were a kid. You just bend it however you want. <laughs> yeah. like, that was one of those sex dreams you woke up from. You're like, Wow. That's great. I need to go back to sleep. <laughs> I would say uh, my cleanest one that I could say on the radio yeah. would be uh, Schoolgirl. Schoolgirl outfit. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I uh, love that. There's a lot of other ones, but on the radio, <laughs> Schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it really a fetish if it's just... See, well, like, it's just like, an outfit. It's like role play. Yeah, I mean, that's just oh, it. Yeah, like, no, the whole kid caboodle dude. Roll. You know, earn those better grades. <laughs> earn those. Whole, like, <laughs> whole caboodle. That's I'm a gonna, B minus. I'm going to slap you with a ruler. I would knuckles. I, I I enjoy the um, cheerleader montage. That's good too. French man, French, French man, dominatrix, dominatrix, librarian, suit, oh, glasses, librarian. hair up, or yeah. a secretary, secretary. Oh, gorilla! <laughs> <laughs> Put the monkey suit on. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Hang from a tree. Bang these symbols. Yeah. <laughs> bang the symbols. <laughs> I said bang the symbols. I want you to dress up as a clown. <laughs> I'll tell you guys something interesting. Uh, later on tonight, I get to go and uh, MC a, a comedy show at a new place I've never been to. But uh, the guy that booked it, uh, Joe Z, is a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, he told me that one of the funny things about this place is it's kind of like an outdoor room. It's a smaller room. I was going to say, how, it's pretty, I've been to that place before. What, yeah. How's it set up? I have, this would be my first time. But I, I mean, he's told me about it. And you go there, and <laughs> he said the funny thing is, is, one, it's a fairly small room. And there's a couple of rules that you have like in, in, uh, when you're doing stand-up is you try not to do outdoor shows because – Outdoor is not conducive to Focus. comedy. Yeah, to keep, <laughs> keeping people in. And the other thing is, in the background, there's like a little garden thing. And he said, when no one's talking, there's crickets. Oh, <laughs> so, there's literally crickets chirping. So if you say the joke that doesn't hit at all in the back, <laughs> we're going to come back next week and uh, Jared's going to have a new blow to his ego. Yeah, that's going to be my, my story right there. Is uh, I'm going to have a blow to my ego uh, with the, the crickets and everything. So. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, cool. I'm well, ex- I mean, you know, it'll be a good show at least, hopefully. I mean, do you know who the comics are? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a friend of ours, Carlos. Oh, Carlos is doing uh, Is, is uh, doing the uh, feature spot, uh, as far as I know. And then I think Germando uh, from Raleigh uh, is doing the um, headline So is spot. it just... Is it just those two doing it? Yeah, it's just like a regular comedy show. show. Then you get an opener. An hour and a half? I I imagine it's close to it, if if not uh, an hour and a half, something like that. So, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So it's, guys, I have a little little movie review if you'd like to get to it. Oh, I'd I would love, love to. Let's hear it. This comes from the People's Movie Reviewer, Jason Spooner. Ooh, Jason. Guys, have you ever uh, wondered maybe you could trick a woman into thinking that a romantic comedy was more romantic than it was so that you could watch a good movie and enjoy it? All right, let's hear it. I've done everything I can <laughs> to I, watch good movies. I was watching uh, last night I came home from work and uh, we movies on demand. Catch and Release. Who is in that? Jennifer Gardner. I've seen it. Kevin Smith. And a really awesome guy who I cannot remember his name. I don't. When did that come out? It came out last February. It was actually pretty good. It, it, was, it was fantastic. It yeah. was a dark romantic comedy. Yeah, it was. Uh, the dialogue was witty. The characters were lovable, believable, and relatable. And the situations were, were so unheightened and so beautiful that you're watching the movie and you're thinking to yourself, my goodness, this could honestly happen to me. Yeah. So is is Jennifer Garner and Kevin Smith the couple that get together? No, or no? but is I Jennifer love and the other guy. Well, it, 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 there's a lot to the, the plot of the yeah. movie. Basically, is that Jennifer Garner, 
on the day of her wedding, has her future husband's funeral. Yes. Because on the bachelor trip beforehand, oh. he passed away. Uh-huh. So oh. she's having the funeral. While she's having the funeral, uh, her ex-fiance's best friend is making it with a, uh, one of the servers. Yes. I saw that part. Which was <laughs> Saga to me. Yeah. She keeps saying, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. <laughs> That's probably another fetish we should write down. Yeah, sock it to me, sock, sock it to me, me, sock it to me. Yeah. So she uh, comes to find out that the ex-fiance had another uh, cheat on her with a massage therapist down in California where we had a son. Yes. A three-year-old terror that was like a little Damien without all the, the niceness to him. Yeah. He and, was, the, and the killing. And the killing. Yeah. No. <laughs> This guy was a, a hurricane, but you know she ends up falling for the guy uh, that banged the uh, the waitress, and it was all in all a very good movie. Yeah. So would you give it? No, it wasn't the guy. That, it wasn't the guy that banged the waitress. It was uh, the 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 friend that knew about the massage therapist. Yeah, oh, yeah the best friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was which was it was good. Uh, Kevin Smith's character in it though, fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love Kevin Smith. He does a good job when he does acting. Uh, he does, and, and he's a great writer. And his wife is hot, and I want to yeah. be you, Kevin Smith. Did you not like? <laughs> did you like this part? I, I thought Kevin Smith did an amazing part with his role. He made it I believable. Like yeah, no, it was. You it was, know, it was. And my, he was so honest in his betrayal of emotions, and. How anyone react to a situation where one of your best friends, one of your only best friends, passed away? Yeah, I mean, the thing that's so real about it is uh, a lot of times in writing you see um, these characters that are so emotionally developed they're not real. They, right. they handle things in such a way that that, that that's never going to happen. And I think Kevin Smith's character was one of those that he really responded to the situation in a way that made the whole scenario, the whole what was going on, very believable and very like. You, you wanted to be a part of it, right? Uh, which I really enjoyed. So I would give Catch and Release a total of four and a half out of five star. Whoa! If uh, Jennifer Gardner had showed a little bit more, it would have been a five oh, out of five. five. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, Elias! Oh. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful movie, uh, gentlemen. Go to it for the dialogue and for the witty repartee. Women, go for it for the love story. Nice. I will have to watch it now. Yeah. That was when movies on demand. It was. Oh, I'll yeah. have to watch it. It was, now. It was good. You guys got the HBO. Oh, I got it all, brother. It's on HBO. Fourteen HBOs. I've got the Showtime, antenna. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're. Uh... Actually, they're they're gonna stop broadcasting TVs over an analog signal uh, starting in November. Oh yeah, I have a digital antenna. Oh. Well, no, you know, you like to expand your horizons at night, whereas I like to veg out in front of a TV. Me? Yeah, I'm just trying to work you up. That's all. No, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm out there on stage making it happen. Okay. <laughs> For those Something out there like in podcast land, tune in next week where we'll discuss the five signs of a good first date. Ooh. Oh, nice. You also hear Andy say this. Oh, my God. You wore that? <laughs> this is all coming up next week on Three Guys in the Podcast. Once again, I am Jason Spooner. And I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Jared Burton. And we are Three, Three Guys, Guys in the Podcast. podcast.